0: You know, the the verse that really, that God really drove home to my heart years ago when I got saved was Romans 5 and verse 8. But God commended his love toward you. And while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. That, uh, I knew the ones that talked about sin was a reality, all of sin. I I knew I I was a terrible sinner. Uh, I had enough Christian background as as a kid there in the country to know that uh, the wages of sin was death. I knew there was a hell, sure as a world. But what I really didn't know was that if I'd have been the only sinner in the world, Christ would have died just for me. That put it in a different perspective. I knew that Christ died for the world. I just did not realize he died for me. That's a wonderful, wonderful truth we need to get down. And if he died for us, think how much more powerful it is that he's living for us. Well, our journey through the book of John started over there where it said, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And we followed our Lord in the book of John all the way from heaven to the marriage supper at Canaan, to the marriage feast at Canaan. All through his life, now we've come to the upper room and after a few dissertations in the upper room... He tells the disciples, let's depart and go to a very familiar place we've gone before. And so they've left the upper room and on their way to the Mount of Olives, better known as the Garden of Gethsemane. And it looks as though when we read our text in John 18, the world man and government is in charge. As we read, Act, I mean, John chapter 18, it seems as though God is out of control and it looks as though the religious crowd and the political crowd and the forces that be are in control. Let me give you a little background. We'll read verse 1, 2, and 3. Skip down to verse about number 12. Skip around a little because uh, I'm preaching on 30-some verses. Is there a ball game today? Brother Doug said there's no ball game. The Bible says, now look. When Jesus had spoken these words, verse 1, He went forth with His disciples over the brook Kidron, where was a garden into which He entered, and His disciples and Judas also, which betrayed Him, knew the place. For Jesus oftentimes resorted thither with His disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers, from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Verse 12, And the band and the captain of the officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law to the Caiaphas, which was the high priest, That same year, now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Verse 19, the high priest. Then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered him and spake openly To the world, I spake openly to the world, I have taught in the synagogue and in the temple whether the Jews always resort and in secret have I done nothing. Verse 28. Then led they, Jesus, from Caiaphas into the hall of judgment and went not into the judgment hall lest they should be defiled but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out into them, unto them and said, What accusation bring you against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor or a criminal, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death. I wonder if they're wanting justice, or if they're wanting to kill Jesus. That the thing that the, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus, said unto him, Now look at the discussion that's going on here. Art thou the King of the Jews? Jesus answered him, says. Thou this thing of thyself, or didst others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thy own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou the king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Verse 8, 38, Pilate said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. Let's pray. Our Father, today, in these next few moments, please give us quickness of thought, quickness of retention. And Lord, may you speak to our hearts. Lord, if all they come today is to hear me, we're in a mess. But Lord, if they came today because of you, because they wanted the word from you, Lord, we're standing on good ground. So I pray you'd help us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you fathom this thought? God on trial. God on trial. Have you ever heard this saying? Every man deserves his day in court. You ever heard that? I wonder why then they're trying our Lord at night. Because night shrouds the evil. Night curtains the deeds of evil, wicked men. Animals walk at night. Kids, most generally, are afraid at night. Why, would you say, that the religious men of Jesus day and the politicians in charge in Jesus day tried our lord at night Christ night in court it's hard for me to fathom far beyond my comprehension How that now the creature is in judgment of the creator. Far beyond my amazement. That the religious is now doing the ridiculous. Can you imagine in your mind ever in God's creation. That the politicians would now sit in judgment of the potentate of the world. But yet. That's where we've come. We have now before us, it seems as though the government, man, and the world is in charge. And God has lost the battle. And the deliverer of the Messiah is about to be put to a cruel death. The devil will raise his cheers and all of hell will cheer God is dead and his plan is done. But on the third day, as Gomer would say, surprise, surprise, surprise. Up from the grave, he arose. And I thought it might be interesting for us to just kind of in these next, uh, let's see, 40, 20 minutes or so. We would examine the events going on around God being just the events, if that would be all right. And then we'll look at the events and try to make for us and for our admonition today a spiritual application from it all. Would that be all right? Notice first of all, we'll look this morning at the treason. Treason, by definition, is that denying one to another. Treason is defined as denying or, if you please, the betrayal of a country to another country or a person to another person. Treason, we'll find treason all wound up in one name, Judas. Have You ever named a kid Judas? He said, no, but I should have. (laughs) 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 Wouldn't it be something if I gave the marriage vows as Judas, would you take this Judas to be whatever you're trying to be? With the divorce rate like it is, maybe there's been some Judases in the woodpile. Betrayal, bless your heart. Judas, the betrayal. We'll look at the tyranny. The tyranny is the cruel and mistreatment By those who are in power. Like voting in a health care program. Whether we want it or need it or not. Spending billions and trillions of dollars. Where we don't know where it's going. So we'll talk about the treason, talk about the tyranny. We'll talk about the trial. And we'll go to the Mishnah and find out the, the rules and regulations that are to govern the Sanhedrin, the regulating and the governmental body of the Jewish community and the regulations that's jotted down by which they are to follow in criminal cases. And see if any of those are violated. Then we'll discuss the last thing that Pilate asked. What is truth? Everybody's looking for truth. Nobody wants it. They're just looking for it. (laughs) They don't want to live it. They just want it. So please now. Would you Would you let me gather your attention for just a moment. And I'll be through. It's 11.43. The ball game starts at 11.45. Could I please draw your attention now to the treason. Verse 3. The Bible says, Judas then. Judas then. You think maybe Judas... The, the just 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 the name sounds bad. Have you ever noticed that? Judas. I wonder if it sounded bad before he denied the Lord. I wonder if Judas was a name that had a connotation about it uh, as it has now after the act of treason. How many of you can love he who has committed treason? Against you. Verse 3 says. In Judas. Or verse 2. And Judas. Also which betrayed him. Knew the place for Jesus. Oft times resorted to there. With the disciples. You have your Bible. Turn to Matthew chapter 26. And we have another gospel writer. Also. Uh, describing the situation. I want to talk to you about. The treason. The person of the treason the place of the treason and the price of the treason notice if you would please in verse number 14 the bible says in Matthew 26 Matthew 26 and now let me help you a little bit before we get there if you would please as we read about Judas but for the grace of God there go I But for the grace of God, everyone in this place is guilty of treason against God. And even though we've been saved, we've changed sides many times since we've been saved. And even as I speak right now, many are still on the other side. Treason, bless your heart. Cohorting with the enemy. Turn coating if you please. Plan a bit of Nick Arnold spiritually if you please. And you say, well preacher, it will never happen to me. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity against God? Amen. And he who is a friend of the world is an enemy with God. Amen. So get off your high horse. And as we read about the treason of a man called Judas, I wonder when we look in the mirror each day, if maybe we are a Judas in 21st century apparel. So before we ride Judas so hard, may we look in the mirror of God's grace and say, thank God for the amazing grace of God. Because what it not for the grace of God, we'd all be there. Notice, if you would please, in verse 14 of Matthew 26, then one of the twelve, wow, that's pretty close. Not one of the 5,000 was fed with the loaves and fishes. Not one of the throngs that lined the beach when he had to get in a boat and cast out and teach the throngs. No sir. Not one of the multitude. One of the twelve. The inner circle. The uptight crowd. One of the disciples. One of the twelve called Judas Iscariot. Went to the chief priest. The chief priest did not come to him. The religious crowd did not Initiate the contract. My Bible says that Judas went to them. Is that not so? I was reading this morning where somebody said that the King James was not so perfect as another version. Well, maybe they're confused here. Maybe Judas name was Abernethy. Maybe they paid him in cocaine and not silver. And he went to them and said unto them, Let's make a deal. What will ye give me? Is that what your Bible says? And I and they coveted, and I will deliver him unto you. That old deal, wrong place, wrong time, wrong action, don't work there. He put himself into that position. He was one of them that says, pray Satan, get behind me and push. <laughs> and they coveted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray you. Treason. At its highest form. His act. Reveals his heart. Because his heart produced the act. Money was his master. And for just a wee amount of change. He turned his back on God. And Jesus said in Matthew 26 and verse 50. Look at this. And Jesus said unto him, friend, friend, wherefore art thou come? Friend, you ever had a friend do ye in? You ever have a friend pat you on the back and stick you in the fifth rib with a knife real sharp? You ever had a friend come to you and say, let me borrow some money with no intentions of paying you back? Uh, Have you ever had a friend that borrowed your car and forgot where it belonged? (laughs) I used to have a tractor years ago until somebody borrowed it and forgot to bring it back and forgot to tell me where it was. And then forgot to tell me that it was tore up wherever it was. If I could find it, I could fix it. Now I don't have any tractors. You ever had a friend? Treason is a friend. Acting like a friend, but really deep inside is your enemy. A friend. Notice the place in verse 2. The Bible said in verse 2 of John chapter 18. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. Knew the place. Why was the place? Because the Bible said thither, it was here. Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. You see, a friend will know your private place. A friend will know your personal place. A friend will know your powerful place. A friend will know your prayerful place. And a friend denied our Lord and committed the act of treason for a price. 30 pieces of silver. You say, boy, that is a terrible, terrible cheap price for such treason. How much money would I have to preach on to make you mad? How much money would I have to preach on to find out where your heart is? 10%? Well, all they talk about down there is tithing. No, that's all you listen to. I'd hate to think I got up here for 25 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 100 of an, them and say, tie, 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 ti. because that's all you heard. Tie, 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 tie. Wouldn't you love, just love me to talk for an hour on tie, 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 tie? I said it once in a one-hour segment, and the only thing you picked up on, how come you're turning white? Some of you look like a vampire That got a hold of your toe and sucked all the blood out. Because your money reveals your master. No man can serve two masters. For you will love the one and hate the other. He will cling to one and flee from the other. No man can serve God and mammon or money or material wealth. The treason, the price. Now, I just wonder, is there an application to a treasonal act such as this? Is there any admonition or warning to us who are not near as close as Judas was to our Lord? Can you imagine for three years what he's seen eyewitness the Lord do? Walk on the water. Command the elements and nature obeyed his ever command. Walked into the pits of leprosy and touched and leprosy flees. Come face to face with death. And they rose from the dead and walked away. And here this treasonable individual is locked up. On 30 pieces of silver. The treason. The tyranny. Verse 12, 13 and 14. Tyranny is described and defined as the cruel and unjust use of power. Here in verse 13 and 14 is politics at its worst. Look at verse 13. And they led him away to Annas first. You know what? Nothing is put in the Bible accidentally. You ought to line first. Then ask yourself the question. Why was that first put there? The Bible could have just said they led away to Annas and then Caiaphas. One wonder why that little word first was put there. Because they had no business taking him there to begin with. Annas was just the father-in-law to the high priest. Could he have been the stud duck of the puddle? Could he be the power behind the powers that be that is pulling the strings? Could it be he's the smartest and the most illiterate in all of Jewish law? And could he first come up with a bad charge by which they may put our Lord to death? Why him first? I know you've noticed that. You say, "Why did he?" I have no idea. I'm just asking you. For he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest this same year. Now Caiaphas was he, which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Now, if you'll hold your place again and go back to Matthew chapter twenty-six, and it gives us kind of an in-depth. Of what's going on in the tyranny that has resulted because of the treason of an individual who was real close to our Lord. God help us never to be involved in an act of tyranny or an act of treason against he who hung on the cross in our place. You say, I would never do that. Verse number 1 of chapter number 26. And it came to pass. When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto the disciples, You know that after two days is the feast of the Passover. Son of man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together. The chief priest, the scribes, and the elders of the people under the palace of the high priest. Who was called Caiaphas. And consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. Was the trial to prove innocence or to drum up a guilty charge? the powers that be have all gotten together and the people have examined and come to a devilish plan. You say, preacher, why would you say devilish? Well, there was a creature that comes slivering in creation's garden more subtle than any other creature. Remember that? Yes, the definition God gave Lucifer was a creature of subtility. What do we have here in this act of tyranny? By the political and religious leaders of our Lord's day. But the same word that God described the devil in the Garden of Eden has been subtle. Now they got to work out. An acceptable. Conniving. Plan by which. They can kill. Kill. Jesus. Is that what you get from your Bible? Notice. They took him first. To Annas. Is that what your Bible says? Let me answer the question. Who is Annas? Who is Caiaphas? who is Pilate, who is Herod, that they set in judgment over the God of this universe. What is the purpose for Annas and Caiaphas? Why would they want to kill someone who's never done anything wrong? Behind every excuse, there's always a reason. You remember when Jesus ran the money changers out of the temple? Remember when he took the cat and nine tails and scattered them all out and turned the tables over? You know what they were doing there, those money changers? They were selling sacrifices to be offered in an offering to God. You might say, well, why didn't the the worshiper bring their own offering? Well, let me just pose to you a hypothetical situation. What if you were the high priest? And what if you were in charge of investigating... And screening every offering that was offered. And one stipulation by law is without spot or blemish of the first year. And what if you were in charge of inspecting all the sacrifices? And what if you were not saved and as honest as you are right now? Except at tax time. And what if I saw a avenue by which I might create a little cash flow down at the temple for me. And since I am the one who's inspecting the animal. All I have to do is find one blemish and say, By the way, I've got some outside that are in good shape. Hypothetically now. And what if the high priest found a blemish on all of the offerings that were brought... And was able to sell all the worshipers their offering at his price. And what if this monopoly, this fraudulent act is taking place. And one day Jesus come in there with a cat of nine tails. And begin to whoop and beat and run all of them out. And say this is a house of prayer not a den of thieves. And what if I, Annas, was in charge of all of that and was receiving the revenue off of that? Well, number one, Jesus has just threatened the high priest, and number two, threatened their money making deal. Would you want to kill him? It's not for religious purposes. Annas was the high priest for nine years. And he has served as the string puller through four sons, one grandson, and now a son in law. He is the al Capone behind the religious and the political corruption. Down at the temple. He says. He's got to go. And if your father-in-law said he's got to go. More than likely. In a little while. When mama pulled her strings. He'd have to go. Tyranny. Always has its price. Caiaphas, the now reigning high priest, reigned for 18 years through two or three governors. For some reason or another, all those governors just kept old Caiaphas on because politics and paybacks always work in this world yeah. 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 Amen. Pilate he's just a me too politician that's got to please his wife and the people he tried every way in the world to let Jesus go but he just owed Caiaphas too much and Annas had too many strings to pull and he said, okay, crucify. Crucify. Tyranny. Treason. Well, it just looks like man's in charge, don't it? The trial. What do you think it must have done to Pilate... Look in your Bible. Oh, I got I to gotta quit. Notice verse 28. Then led they Jesus to Caiaphas into the hall of judgment. And it was early. You know what early is? Six o'clock in the afternoon. Jewish calendar starts six o'clock in the afternoon. It was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled. (laughs) The Jews take Jesus down there and says, hey, uh, Pilate, uh, we're too good to come into your house and... Uh, uh, but we'd kind of like for you to do us a favor. We don't want to walk into your dirty Gentile dog house and be defiled so we can't uh, partake in the Passover. So you just go ahead and kill Jesus and we'll everything be all right. Would you like to have that kind of friends that'll come over if you get the house cleaned up? Notice Pilate was so... Was so, was so accommodating. Verse 29, Pilate then went out unto them. You know why he went out to them? Because they would not go into Pilate. Because if a Jew prior to a feast or a holiday. Went into a Gentile's house. They were unclean ceremonially. And could not partake of the religious ceremonies down at the temple. So the Jews could not dirty themselves with this little trick so they got a politician to do it for them. The trial was at night. The trial, there were six trials to be exact. Three on the Gentile court, three in the Jewish court. Jesus was the only person that ever lived his entire life without doing anything wrong. Yet he was arrested, tried, convicted, condemned to suffer a punishment normally reserved for Roman riffraff and Roman criminals. Why? Because the kangaroo court convicted him. And even through it all, when all the trials has been run, there's still a question being asked. Verse 28, or 38, I'm sorry. And Pilate said unto him, even through six trials, interrogation, and Pilate said unto him, what is truth? The treason, the tyranny, the trial, the truth. The truth was standing, beaten, bloody, and bound right before him. And he couldn't even see it. Jesus said, I am the truth. The Bible says in John 1, and the word was made manifest. And we beheld him in his glory, full of grace truth standing before the potentate of Rome a man who asked the question what is truth read the text you notice he didn't stick around long enough to find out it was you know why because he didn't want to know what it was why would you come to church in search of your need and not at least give him consideration. Standing before him, bound, beaten and bloody was the truth. The truth was, in verse 9, chapter 19 and verse number 10, The truth was, Pilate, you're not really in charge. 19, verse 10. Then said Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Listen to the sarcasm. Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? (laughs) Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me except be given thee from above. Pilate, you're really in charge. Listen to me. Your circumstances are not really in charge. Your employer is not really in charge. I don't care how many Georges you find printed on green paper, they're not really in charge. But yet that's where we get our peace. That's where we get our fulfillment. That's where we spend our energy and assets and gifts and abilities in search of a John, uh, in search of a George on a $1 bill when Jesus is really the one in charge. Truth is there was a master plan And the treason and the tyranny and the trial and the truth was planned in the eons of eternity. Before Jesus Christ ever got on the golden staircase and made his way down through eons of time and got off in Bethlehem's manger, the plan was already set. God knew Pilate by name, Caiaphas by name, Annas by name, and put them all into strategic places whereby they could commit treason, tyranny, and a kangaroo trial that they might find out the truth of the matter is God has been in charge all along. Amen. Oh, yes. The truth is that God so loved this world. The truth is. But God commended his love. Toward you. in that while you were yet a sinner. Christ died. Truth is. If any man be in Christ. He's a brand new creature. Truth is. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. The truth is, for he hath made him to be sin for us. He knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The truth is, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now I wonder, I hear the, I hear the alarm going off. I even see Brother Pickett's countdown. For we Christians today, is there an application for us? I wonder if there's anything we can find in this that would apply to us. I see that our Lord... Went through unbearable trials, blasphemous mockings, beatings, and suffering beyond imagination. But as I read 17, 18, 19, and 20, heaven is silent as night. Heaven is so silent that on the cross, when sin was upon our Savior, earth turned black. I just wonder is it frustrating to you who suffers injustice alone and unnoticed? Does that kind of get to you? And it seems like as hard as you try, there's still defeat and detours and heartaches and misunderstandings. Am I the only one here that when I'm suffering, it seems like nobody is noticing. Am I the only one? Am I the only one that's honest enough to tell the truth about it? I bet there's been times this week. You've received news or. You have seen a sight, or something has come your way that. Uh. Uh, has outraged you or maybe uh, uh, have caused you bitterness or maybe felt hopeless. I, I, is there any? Is that maybe in a congregation this size, something like that has happened. You just don't understand and nobody understands why you don't understand. No one seems to care. Not even God. Well, what is our reaction? How are we to react? If I were to give Jim a pink slip tomorrow and say, uh, we don't have the money, what is to be his reaction? If suddenly sickness comes down the pike without any advertisement, what should be our Reaction. I don't know, but if I'm going to be like him, maybe I can learn that in the face of injustice and in the face of suffering, I can be civil, I can respond. Positively Amen. and God honoring. Amen. Because when he was reviled, he what? He reviled not again. Maybe what you're going through is to make you better, Amen. not bitter. I do have this promise come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. I do have this promise, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for your soul. Even in the face of treason, tyranny, and a kangaroo trial, there still can be found truth. And he's standing with arms open wide. Summons us to come unto him.